Are you a fan of one of the three high schools in the town of Fort Mill? Well, you've come to the right place to catch up on all the information surrounding your favorite team. We're just three old dudes who love high school athletics and love the town of Fort Mill. Call us, the Mouthy Milltowners. And welcome in, everybody, to the, another edition of Mouthy Milltowners. Alongside Keith Cook, Mac Banks, I'm John Turner. Appreciate y'all tuning in today, spending some time with us. And I uh, want to appreciate y'all's support, first of all. Uh, the number of listeners per episode is starting to, to inch up a little bit. We're extremely grateful for that. Thank you so much. I've had some people approach me and say, hey, we appreciate the work y'all are putting in. And we certainly appreciate y'all listening because y'all are the reason we're here. But we have... A very special guest with us today. I know y'all are used to uh, coaches and and athletes, but today a totally different perspective. He's a Catawba Ridge graduate now at the at Coastal Carolina University, and he does a lot of things from an athletic department standpoint. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Grayson Bray, round of applause. All right, all right. Thank y'all so much for having me. Yeah, Gray Bray, appreciate your time, buddy. We know you're very busy. Um, First of all, appreciate all your hard work and everything that you've done for not only Catawba Ridge, but for the Shauna Clears of Coastal Carolina. Uh, selfishly, I'm going to tell you flat out, I think that they've got a gem in you with your talent. You're, you're very naturally talented. You work hard at it. Uh, your PA work, I'm sure Coach Lewis, the, the athletic director of Catawba Ridge, misses you something dear. But what we want to talk about is the behind the scenes of athletics, the, the part that I don't think a lot of people really know how much goes into just putting on an event. Um, if you don't mind, let's start with, tell us the difference between what was it like at Catawba Ridge doing public address announcing for baseball and basketball to moving to obviously a bigger animal in Coastal Carolina. I think definitely, uh, so I got my start obviously at Catawba Ridge starting uh, my junior year and COVID kind of shut that down. So I really flourished, I guess, my, my senior year, but uh Doing it um, in high schools, it's a whole different animal. Like it's more, more or less. It's not a one-man show because we do have a, a crew there that helps, like like um, music and and um, scoreboard and all that kind of stuff. But it's very much you go down, you go get your um, stat sheet, or you go down and get your lineup sheet. You talk to the coaches. Uh, you find the time, uh, you find out pronunciations from the coaches and all that kind of stuff. And that's all really based upon you. And then you go up and you, you kind of, you have a show like it's a game, but it's your show. So, um, a lot different in college. It's there's, we have like RSM major. So I'm a communication major, but most of the people that work with me and around me, they're RSM majors, which is recreation sports management. And so all I really have to do show up make sure I can get all my reads done and that's basically it for me and just and just uh, be as lively as I can so it's more of a lot more responsibility on is on you I feel like in high school than in college because there's so many more people that want to do it in college and I think high school which I think starting to change I feel like once more and more people figure out about the opportunities that you can do starting in high school it'll start to pick up more and more so let's say for example a uh a girls' soccer game, for example, for Coastal Carolina. It's going to kick off at 7 p.m. Give the folks an idea, when do you actually go and clock in, and then when do you clock out, even though that game starts at 7, it's going to be over by, what, 9.30. What kind of a day? Give us a typical idea of what your day looks there. 
So if it's just a game day, like say it's a game day on a like a Saturday or a Sunday, and it's a it's a seven o'clock um, kick, I will in the morning look over the, all the names, uh, regardless if they're going to play or not, and try to do the pronunciations of what I think they are, and like really try to get their names out there, especially with something like soccer where all you really say is goal in their name, or unless we have an ad read at halftime. Um, I'll do that in the morning, and then I'll get to the field about hour 15, an hour before kick, because we'll start doing ad reads about 30 minutes before the game starts. We'll do a welcome. Um, we'll do the code of conduct for the Sunbelt Conference, and then we might do like a Chick-fil-A read. And then 15 minutes ticks by, we'll do um, – or 20 minutes takes by, we'll do the anthem. They'll come out, and then right after the anthem, we'll do starting lineups, and then the game will kick. And then we'll do the game. We'll have – at more ads at at halftime and then second half and then about I'm there for about 20 minutes post game I'll do final score top score who scored all who scored which goals and um, do a sign out and that's pretty much all for me and then if there's any sort of help needed breaking down I'll try to help before I leave so that's so kinda... are you assigned like certain sports like mm-hmm. obviously you did baseball and basketball you know at at the Ridge but given there's more sports in college, are you assigned certain sports or how does that work? Do I mean, do you get to work what you want to work or how does that work? So when I started, uh, my first opportunity was with the women's soccer team and they were like, we're going to give you this season. And that was a shock to me because I thought as a freshman coming in, it was going to be like, oh, you maybe get to shadow a game or you get to do one game and then we'll we'll evaluate you later. They're like, no, we need somebody to do women's soccer. You've got women's soccer. And so I was like all in, did women's soccer. And then we had our volleyball guy. He um, ended up taking a job at a, a D3 to coach baseball. So like, hey, we need somebody to fill in for volleyball. One of the only sports in high school that I didn't do announce wise was volleyball so that was a shock to me but I still like I just kind of figured it out it wasn't too strenuous as far as like learning new um techniques and all that but um so then I did volleyball moved into the winter sort of spring semester um helped out a little bit with women's basketball and then they gave me the full season of women's lacrosse and so I so technically my full two seasons were women's soccer and women's lacrosse and then I would fill in in places like I did maybe half of the softball season when our other guy who does the main guy who does PA would fall out I'd fill in for him now you touched on it there you used the word technique and I think Mm -hmm. that's very important because you're not just reading Mm -hmm. I think that's a misconception that that people think that okay anybody can do it I I personally don't think that's the truth Mm -hmm. Uh, there are people who look at it and go oh I can do that but when that microphone goes live, you talked about techniques. Talk about that for a little bit and what you had to learn from when you started at Catawba Ridge to today at Coastal and understanding, okay, how do I get better at this? Right. It's really a lot of it's voice level, right? So you don't want to be just yelling into the mic. Any, I firmly – anybody can hold a mic and yell into it. That's, that's pretty easy. Whereas the technique with it is controlling your voice. So – me dropping my voice down here when I announce and I'm like, it's third down is not, it's third down. And I'm just yelling, right? It's me dropping my voice down, knowing, um, seeing the levels go up on the, on the box and all that. And knowing 
at what points to get excited and what points to kind of just say the name and or say this what's happening the game right and just what's going on yes sir and also letting it be a home field home court home advantage like getting really excited when your team does something and getting very very not excited when when the other team scores like we had a game um and we lost we lost pretty bad it was like six nil and every single time i would see how less exciting i could get for the other goal <laughs> and, and while also could, trying to keep the atmosphere exactly keep right. the atmosphere up like if they made a good attempt at a goal i would try to get excited for that and i'd be like and we were coming in out of halftime i'd be like all right fans get on your feet we're about to go into the second half make some noise stuff like that that just wouldn't happen that didn't happen there that's why they cycle through so many people at some of the lesser uh, publicized sports uh, at group of five level well and you talked about scripts right and and so these are people that have actually cut checks to the school these are mm -hmm. sponsors of course right so if you don't do a good enough job for them then obviously the athletic department's going to find somebody else to do it so you talked about technique for the the games there's also a technique when it comes to ads and when those ads get read and all that stuff mm -hmm. kind of pull back the curtain a little bit and what you know about that and and why that's a little more difficult than it might look. So that was the one thing I was uh, pretty scared about when I first uh, got on in college because the longest I had ever done any sort of read as far as a script at one time was we had uh, men's soccer senior day and I had, there was like, I think it was 12 seniors and the page or the scripts was five pages long. Um, but then you get to college and you've got a page for every single time you, you talk about something. And so I printed out the script. Luckily, I was able to get a lot of the ad reads, even if we weren't doing each read every single game. I got them, most of them, in the preseason. So I would just sit there and just read them over and over and over and over again so that I didn't stumble up on Chick-fil-A B, Chick-fil-A C, whatever <laughs> it is, something like that, where so because it is so important because they do give so much money to the school. And if that becomes a problem at – even a low, again, a lower level sport that's not like a football or a baseball that we just won the national championship, we were top 25 in football. Even if it's not one of those sports, they'll still try to find somebody else because they want to make sure that they can still keep those sponsors and that money keeps flowing in. So I think the interesting part about what you said is, uh, and Keith can attest to this as well, being the PA guy doing a lot of work at Nation Ford High School, for every two-hour event, you're putting in roughly five to six hours worth of work. Because you've got, like you said, you've got all those things you're reading, you're researching, you're doing all these names, you're reading all these scripts and practicing. But then when the event is over, it's not like you just pack your stuff and go home. You talked about the board. You have to understand how to read the equipment, know when you're hot, know when you're light. Uh, and the point I'm trying to make is, is that it's more than just showing up and talking into a microphone. Uh, there's a lot that goes into it, a lot of research that goes into it. Um, and, and really and truly, it's it's the more research that you put into it, the more you get out of it, I, I believe. Mm. Um, and obviously, you've done a great job. You've you've talked about having opportunities with like the Buffalo Sabers. Uh, you've also been on ESPN already, which uh, most of us can't say that. Tell us about that and how that came about, and and what kind of doors is it opening up for you that I don't think a lot of people realize. Hey, there's an opportunity here. So it's really just being 
like knowing what you got essentially and using your resources to the best of my ability going to a school like coastal where 10 years ago you you didn't know like oh the shauna clears who who's that it's some school in myrtle beach cool it's a party school that's great they go on they win a national championship in baseball in 2016 2020 2021 hopefully 2022 10 win seasons in football and now it's a a really like a mecca i feel like starting to get in power five or in group of five i would expect them in the next 10 to 20 years just based off our size hopefully make a bid at a power five and there's so many resources at the school whether it's somebody uh, like all of my advisors that i work with that are like essentially my bosses or my manager or whatever that they have been at either a pro they work for pro sports or they work for power five sports. Like my um, direct boss, she's worked at Mississippi state and Kentucky. So two sec schools and really just using, utilizing those resources while you're there. Cause you're paying an arm and a leg to go to school there. Might as well use as many resources as I can. Well, and, and it doesn't hurt that you're at Myrtle beach. Exactly. I mean, you've got a lot of people. It's a, it's a great place where most everybody's heard of it. So you're going to have a lot of opportunities of, of, you know, maybe using some of your venues down at Myrtle Beach to attract some bigger names. Uh, so I think that that kind of helps out a lot, too. And the fact that we're in the South doesn't hurt. Oh, for sure. Yes, sir. So what is what is your long-term plan goal in regards to this? I mean, obviously, you're working your way into the profession once you graduate. So where are you hoping to go? Where would you like to land your ideal landing spot i've been asked that and i wish i had an answer for you <laughs> um i'm really just trying to follow god's plan with it i don't um really have like a set destination um i'd like to work somewhere professionally whether that's professional baseball professional football professional basketball if i get sent to a different country to call on olympic sports the i'm just trying to make opportunities for myself really getting my my name out there and Hopefully my work that I'm putting in now is going to open up those opportunities in the future. But if I guess if, if you had to give like an ideal um, like landing spot is like I'd like to I like to get into professional baseball. Um, grew up a Braves fan. So if I, Good I guess man. ideal dream uh, spot would be working um, in and with the Atlanta I Braves. I knew there was something about this kid I really liked. Exactly. That's what exactly. it was right there. But yeah, and, it, and you – I think it's important also to understand that no matter how talented you are or where you're at in life, you still have to start at the bottom. Um, everybody has to do that. Um, it's not an easy business. It's very cutthroat. Like you said, that there. I think you said it a few minutes ago when you said, if I don't do a good enough job or something like that, there's 10 people behind that would be more than happy to take your gig. So you got to bring it every single time you you get out there. And I'll finish. My last question is this. How tired are you when a game is over? I remember my first game. Uh, it was uh, Coastal Carolina. We were playing Wofford. And I had just gotten back. I actually came back home. It was the Fort Mill Catawba Ridge game. The game we were supposed to have a game before that. That was going to be my first game ever. It was going to be uh, Charleston Southern Coastal. And ended up getting rained out, or not rained out. They had uh, Charleston Southern had COVID. So fast forward, I just drove driven back to um, Coastal. The game was that Sunday, and we had it at our 
at a different location because our something had happened with the rain and the the field conditions weren't up to par so we were playing it at a different field and it was torrential downpour when i mean torrential downpour we were underneath an awning and it was raining sideways and we had to like stand in front of our control board so it didn't get wet and like fry everything and the game went into it went into overtime which they don't have college overtime anymore in um regular season college soccer but it went into overtime nil nil and two minutes into overtime we had a goal kick from about 30 yards out into the back of the net and we won and I remember yelling so loud that I thought I was going to pass out I was just that excited that tired that just taking in the moment so obviously not every single game is like that but you do put in so much work and I care about it so much that I feel pretty much be exhausted afterwards and that's another thing I don't think people realize is you know you guys do this professionally, John, with you know, WRHI and stuff like that, Keith and PA. But the conditions aren't always ideal. I mean, mm-hmm. whether it's raining or snowing, and, you know, sometimes even with WRHI, you guys are literally out in the elements. Like Clover yeah, well, in February is not right. a really good it's, time of year. Yeah, I, I'll say this. If you get assigned to a Fort Mill football game, you got it made in the shade because you know you're going to be – in a climate-controlled environment, there's always catered food, and it's, and it's fantastic. Uh, you don't always get that mm-hmm. where you go. Grayson can attest to that, but, uh, Mac, you bring up a good point because I have broadcast from the top of a dugout. You told me the story. Down mm-hmm. in Dazelle during Legion Ball. I've also done it uh, from the top of a building, like the literal actual roof of a building. Um, I've done a state championship game from – through the fire escape of a press box because the press box was so full. <laughs> Don't forget the car ride. I'm sorry? Don't forget the car oh, ride play-by-play. Well, play. Okay, so so here's a, here's a dirty <laughs> little secret to this. So I actually did a broadcast of a Legion baseball game riding down I-77, and head coach Tom Skula was driving the Legion bus 1,000 <laughs> miles an hour. I was doing the broadcast off of a Facebook live feed that Mac was sending me from his phone to my phone, and I was literally broadcasting the event like I was there. People couldn't tell the difference. People could not tell the difference. I did People that were like, year. how the heck did you do that? It's like, it, be prepared. One of the one of my heroes at the station has told me from the very beginning, be prepared for anything and everything to go wrong. If you go in with that mindset, expecting that, then there isn't thing unexpected Mm -hmm. you just roll with the punches i made a promise i was going to broadcast that event i was at one game it got rained out so down the highway we went and (laughs) and you do what you got to do but and and here's the reason why you do that and grayson touched on it because you care if you care about what you do if you're passionate about not only what you're doing but who you're doing it for that carries a lot of weight um I wouldn't trade those experiences for the world. Were they tough? Absolutely. But you learn from that. And it brings you to where you are today. And hopefully, and and, and I'll say this, and and call it bragging if you want to, but there's no doubt in my mind, Grayson, with your talent and your work ethic, there's going to come a day 10, 12 years from now where you're going to look back on this piddly little broadcast with these old curmudgeons, and you're going to be like, wow, that was just really small potatoes to – where you were at then because a lot of doors are going to open up because of how you are with people, the passion that you show for what you do, and the love for who you do it for. 
And don't forget, some of us old farts may need a job. So hey. that's right. <laughs> well, there's <laughs> that. And that's one thing I definitely there's want to that. touch on. Um, you say yeah, Grayson got me a job as a janitor, man, and I am. But let me tell you something. <laughs> I, I am in that locker. You know, I got the jersey on and everything. But one thing I will say, because you say it's small potatoes, but I wouldn't say that at all. I'd say this is where my foundation is. Um, I definitely do have hopes and aspir- a- hopes and aspirations outside of Fort Mill and outside of the state of South Carolina, but. I'm always going to look back to here because this is where it all started. This is where I got my first shot at, at doing PA at a JV football game uh, 20 minutes before kickoff because Coach Lindak was like, hey, our, our guy's not going to be here, and you're a captain. We trust you not to say anything stupid. We need you for a half. And I'm like, yeah, okay, <laughs> sure, for sure. But let's, and, t- well, let's, but let's touch on that for mm-hmm. a second. So Coach Lindak, that we everybody in this room knows him very, very well. I think we would all consider him a friend, honestly. Mm-hmm. He trusted you to do that. He's not just going to throw any Tom, Dick, or Harry up there, there knowing for that reason. Mm-hmm. He's not sure what's going to happen, but he trusted you. Why? I think uh, majority I, I was a captain on the team my junior year, and I tried to show my compassion and love for the, not only my team but for my school. Um, and I was very involved Our my first year at Catawba Ridge being – the junior and being the first year that it opened and I had shown signs of wanting to work in broadcast but haven't really gotten my big shot yet and he was like hey do you want to do this and I was like again yeah sure I to to him I was like yeah sure but I'm like oh my goodness I've mm-hmm. got to go stand on a mic and you think JV football that's not that's no small potatoes that's they're still not I did one in Naples at all not, there's there a, several still a lot of people there. out there yeah. I've got to say all these names and like I knew all the guys on the JV, but I was still like, oh, if I mess this up, I probably know their parents. I'm going to feel so bad. And that's one thing I, about high school that I feel like a little more sacred, a little more special. I got to meet so many parents and uh, and so many, obviously so many kids. And like I knew that because I went to school with them. But so many parents, they came up and talked to me and they, they thanked me like or congratulated me like you did a great job. And that's one thing I, I find really special, too. Um, but I was like, oh, my goodness, I am I'm going to do great, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to mess up. And literally my first drive, you know, the, the stereotypical. All right, fans, get on your feet. It's third down. I was so locked in and I accidentally said, all right, feet get on your fans it's third down and i didn't notice it until someone came in is like it happens to the best are you aware of what you just said and i'm like what are you talking about it's like you just said that and i'm like okay well this is probably gonna be my last time doing this but (laughs) it was great and then i walked down at the very end is like if you want it you've got the rest of jv and i was like yeah that was the most fun i've ever had more than more than likely or more than happy to do it so Definitely getting my first start there with um, Coach Lindeck and everybody here. Um, I'm more than thankful for, and I don't just see it as small potatoes. I see it as my foundation, and I will forever love this place. So. Well, one thing I would I would add to that is that I, what I've learned being in the booth for a couple of years is that uh, don't be afraid to make a mistake because if you do, you're going to put so much pressure on yourself that you will. Mm-hmm. And so I have just tried to roll the punches, and yeah, I'm going to mess something up every now and then but I don't sit there and and worry about it too much or else you know it's going to eat away at me and then I'm, my performance will be bad going forward you know well it was one of the it's interesting you said JV football that's how I got to Fort Mill High School originally I was at Banks Trail Middle and a JV football player one of the stars from Banks Trail was a JV football player at Fort Mill 
They didn't have a public address announcer. So this parent, who's still in the district, by the way, she works for Banks Trail Middle School, sent my information to Coach Hartso, the athletic director of Fort Mill High School, who didn't know me from Adam's house cat and gave me an opportunity. And I basically just went in with the attitude, I'm going to do the best I can, let the chips fall where they may. But like Grayson said, when people actually come up to you after a game and say, thank you, that's why you do it. That tells me that your heart's in the right place. The moment you forget that it's that it's not – how do I say this? It's about the players. It's always about the players. It's never about you. And the moment that that changes, you need to go do something else. But, but Keith, you said something there I found interesting. You said, don't be scared to make a mistake. Well, a couple of things on that. When I first started broadcasting Fort Mill Baseball, a broadcast buddy of mine who should be a Wall of Famer here in the next few years, been doing it for Buku's ages, he said, here's the problem that you've got. When you make a mistake, you harp on it. There's no such thing as a perp broadcast. It does not exist. Even the great ones, Keith Jackson, Al Michaels, uh, on and on it goes. They've Whoa, all nearly. made mistakes. And if you pay close attention to their broadcasts, they will make a mistake. But because you're a broadcaster, you'll see it and know it. Most people don't even know it was a mistake. Mm-hmm. They they buzz right past. But you know. And most of the so time, they just got to keep going. You just got to keep going. You, and and yeah. that's, that's honestly, it. that's the secret is move on. It, it's almost like playing the sport. You make a mistake, move on. Because if you don't, one mistake will begat another and begat another and begat another. And, and it just kind of snowballs from there. But the thing about it is there are opportunities for young people to learn how to do it. Selfishly, I would love more people at Fort Mill High School and other places to shadow us and learn what we're doing. Um, I'll I'll say one of my proudest moments, uh, selfishly, as the voice of Fort Mill baseball, Fort Mill was playing at Catawba Ridge. I was on the air, and Grayson was sitting to my right doing PA. What I really, in that entire game, I can't. I don't even remember what happened in the game, but what I remember was listening to this young man pour his heart and soul through that microphone for those fans and those players, and to see their reaction was just priceless. What I really wanted was for him to put on a headset and be on the air with me because that would have been dynamite. That have been dynamite, mm-hmm. absolute dynamite, and I would have had no problems with that at all. I would have welcomed that with open arms. And maybe one day that that will happen. I would love for that to happen. But the point of it is, is that if young people, if you're interested in sports, if you like sports, but you want to get into the radio side of things, there are opportunities there. The thing you got to understand is it is a lot of hard work. There is a lot of time for every two. I tell people this all the time for every two hour event, be prepared to spend six hours on it because that's what ends up happening. Um, but, uh, again, it, it's for the love of the school, for the love of the players. Um, and, and, Grayson, it touched my heart when you said you f- you feel like this is your foundation. That tells me that you're not going to be one of these that forgets where you come from. Yes, sir, for sure. Thank you. Thank you for saying that. And to touch back on what you said about the game, that was actually the last game I ever called as a student. At was Catabra. it really? It was, yes, sir. Oh, wow. I've gone back since uh, my brother plays lacrosse. I'll go call a couple of his games. Um, I I've, I've, uh, have a good relationship with the soccer coach when I'm back in town. 
uh, during like playoff time, I'll call some of their games. But as a student, that and a little bit of basketball as well. But as a student, that was my last game I ever called. I did my sign off uh, right after that game was over, and Fort Mill did end up winning that game. Oh wow! Like I said, <laughs> I don't remember what, what I remember about the game was Grayson. That's what I took from it, and 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 just seeing him do what he loves to do. And and I walked away from that. I remember talking to Coach Collier on the bus ride home, and I just remember saying something along the effects of, he's going to take it way further than I ever could because of your talent, because of your desire, your work ethic. It's going to be something to watch, and I'm excited, really am. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited to, to do that too. And it's funny that you mentioned coming back and, and calling one of your brother's games. I'll go to Ohio and call a football or basketball game for my nephews. And I think that's the the, the, the greatest thing because – they get a different voice up there. They get and that something that they're not used to. And then you have a lot of people come and thank you. And and that's as JT mentioned. That's exactly why we do it is for you know to people to enjoy it and to to be able to feel like they are at the game if they're not at the game. And so it's just uh, it's a it's a good feeling when we're doing it for the kids that are out there. And 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 again, that's why we have this podcast because we're wanting to promote all the kids in Fort Mill and give them an opportunity to grow at the next level. Yes, sir. Absolutely. Mac, you got anything for Mr. Bray? Yeah, don't forget us old enforcement. We need jobs. <laughs> okay. I've, said that, I've said that once, but, you know, <laughs> I'm just reiterating that because, you know, some of us old people. You Mac's know. got the one-track mind today. Yeah, I've got the one-track mind. <laughs> yes, sir. Of course. <laughs> yeah, he's going to live vicariously through you, Grace. I'm still trying to get that. Through you, I'm I'm still still trying to get that. I think we all are, for that matter. <laughs> I'm like, yes. I knew that yes. kid when the he was. The difference will be is I'll do it secretly. Mac's going to do it unabashedly. <laughs> I'll do it, I'll do it publicly. Like, yeah, that's right. fine. I'll be the dude outside the press box holding up the sign. I knew you. I know when. this guy. But, you know, people are like, he's gonna call security. A, he's going to wear a shirt that says Grayson Bray Fan Club on it. That's there you good. go. <laughs> and they'll be like, uh, security, we need someone down at the uh, press box. Thank well, you. you get that now. And that's, that's better than the too. Meghan Markle T-shirt we discussed yeah, off the air. It's better than the uh, Meghan Markle yeah, T-shirt. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah, we won't talk about that. But, we'll get um, the but, sports preps up. It'll be Fort Mill, <laughs> NAFO. Guitar Bridge. There you go. Grayson Bray. Grayson Bray. Exactly. There you go. Right. Fourth exactly high school, right. Grayson Bray. That's right. <laughs> Recognize. Um, but, no, seriously, Grayson, obviously the best of luck to you. Um, and I'll, if there's anything we can ever do, um, I think you're way above at a level now where any of us can help you. At this point, you're you're at a totally different level. But if there's anything we can ever do, uh, don't for mil- forget us, Milltown. We will help you in any way, shape, matter, or form, mm-hmm. whether it's be show up, pick a phone call, write a letter, whatever we can do to promote what you're doing and what other what I hope what other young people will decide to try to do because I think there is talent in this town that could do it. They just got to believe in their heart they can do it. Right. That's the biggest thing is just if you want to do it, try it. Like there's no harm in trying it especially in high school because that's really where you you start to figure out yourself and there is so much opportunity there's so much help that people need there's so many people like you said like you'd want people to come shadow you that's not like people aren't as standoffish as you think just go ask just go or post a video to twitter or whatever it is go out and do it especially if you're at least a little bit interested because it could be the rest of your career you never knew was a possibility yeah, I mean, it, it. I'll finish with this. Keith got into it because of who his son was. Mac is from this town. He became a journalist. 
Um, he did go to a university whose name won't be mentioned at this particular moment in time. But um, You mean 3130? Is that what you're talking about? Among <laughs> other things. Uh -huh. um, so you talk about it. I was a banker, right? I and am then, a banker. And then I got <laughs> sick and all this other stuff, and it led to today. And people are like, they're like, well, they say things like, oh, you're pretty good at it. We appreciate you doing that, all these different things. It's a passion. It's an absolute passion. I have done it for free for a long, long time. If you're able to say that and call it work, I feel like you got it made. Well, it's not I work really to me. I, all the research you talk about, it's not. I love doing it. It's and then not. I go to the ball field, and I love doing it. And then, yeah. you know, no paycheck, that's fine. It, it drives my wife it. absolutely Mine too. bananas. Because <laughs> I'll start talking about this stat that I dug up and this information over here and that, and she's got the hashtag who cares look on her right. face. <laughs> right. But I'm so excited about it because it's, it's, it's Turkey and ham sandwich versus submarine you or, or high school or whatever. It does not matter. Yeah, There's no event too small. The There's no something. event too big. Yeah, absolutely. And, and the thing about it, and one thing I'm looking forward to this year is to do these events together. Mm -hmm. Not only to show that it can be done with people that wear different color shirts and everything, but also the fact of bringing the community together and helping them understand and bridge that gap between a grandma and grandpa in Ohio. Mm -hmm. Or, or uh, shoot, we've had listeners from Montreal, Germany. All over. All over the place. And that's the beauty of streaming as opposed to traditional radio. Even, even traditional radio has apps where you can do it worldwide. But um, young people in Fort Mill, there is an opportunity. You just like Grayson said, you got to seize it. You got to stick your neck out there and listen. If you try it and it's not for you, no hard feelings, no big deal. But if you do and you strike gold, there you go. Absolutely. And you never know till you try. Mm -hmm. You never because. You want to know the truth? Here's the truth. Travis said, I'm going to put you on the air for Fort Mill Baseball. I told him, you're crazy. <laughs> this will not work. This will be a disaster. Quote, it won't make it a week, unquote. That was March 22nd, 2017. We're in December of 2022, and I'm about to start my was sixth or seventh year as voice of Fort well, Mill baseball. I wouldn't be doing radio if it wasn't for you anyway. So, so it, and it's it, and it, again, it's not about us. It's about the players, the coaches, and promoting Fans, that event, family, and getting it out there to the masses, and letting other and letting people around the world understand that this town has a lot of great stars in it, and they need to be promoted. Mm -hmm. Period. For sure, a hundred percent. And anybody who is younger that that has questions about it i'm just getting started so there's only so much that i know but i more than happy to reach out to me on any median instagram twitter anything like that it's it's i'm pretty sure it's the same for everything it's just gray bray 72 i'm more than happy to answer any questions i can talk to people like i do i still know a lot of people catawba if, if you're at catawba ridge and or even if you're not and you just have questions i'm more than happy to answer and help out as any way that i can Spoken like a true youngster from this town, doesn't yes, it? Yes, it does. Absolutely. But uh, once again, thank you so much for your time. Ladies and gentlemen, Grayson Bray, huge round All of right, yes. Yeah. Thank you all so much. Yeah, golf thank club you. there. Grayson Bray, going to do great things. Catawba Ridge grad, Coastal Carolina, go Shants. Who are they playing in the Birmingham Bowl? We've got East Carolina, the Purple Pirates. Arr! Oh, I'd love to see you beat them. Uh, the East Carolina Pirates. Yeah. What's a Pirates' favorite letter? 
R. R. Really? That, really? R. Right now we are falling. Then you fall farther down. It's <laughs> the dad joke rabbit <laughs> yeah, hole. Yeah. The dad yeah. joke rabbit hole. So, Grayson Bray, ladies and gentlemen, he's going to stick around. We're going to talk about basketball and wrestling. Not wrestling, but wrestling Woo. here as we move on in Mouthy Miltowners. Once again, Grayson Bray. Thanks, Grayson. Thank you so much for having me. God bless. Moving on into basketball and and. For logistics' sake, it actually they did us a favor this week. Catawba Ridge and Fort Mill played in the same tournament. I'm glad I could arrange that for you. Thank you. <laughs> wow, look at you taking credit for something you had absolutely nothing to do with. Dwayne and Brett are like, who's this guy? Who's he think he My is? My wife says the same thing. Well, we're going to leave that one alone. Um, <laughs> Catawba, Catawba Ridge, the defending champion. See what's what can't be professional here. The this is why we can't have nice things. Chesney Roundball Classic champion. So they were trying to defend their crown. Fort Mill trying to make noise in a tournament that had some pretty big teams in it. You had the at the time the tournament started, you had the nine and three Hillcrest Rams, the seven and two Boiling Springs Bulldogs. And when you talk to people in that area and you talked about who were the favorites, there were four teams that got listed as these are the quote big dogs in this tournament. Hillcrest, Boiling Springs, the defending champions Catawba Bridge, and the Fort Mill Yellow Jackets. Those were the four teams people talked about. That's no disrespect to the other four teams because it was an eight team tournament. But in the end, who were the ones last standing? It was those four. Hillcrest mm-hmm. beat Bowling Springs for third place, and Catawba Ridge beat Fort Mill for the championship. Now, how did they get there? Go back to day one of the tournament where the Fort Mill Yellow Jackets had to take on the Union County Yellow Jackets, and it started kind of slow for Fort Mill's Jackets, but they started to flex their muscles against the Union County team. That They weren't bad. They just didn't have a deep bench, and that depth came into play. Fort Mill ended up winning that game rather easily. Move on into day two. Jackets take on the Hillcrest Rams. And it was really turnabout as fair play. You go back to the Collins Hill game where Fort Mill led for 31 minutes in 53 seconds and lost. And then Hillcrest led for about 30 minutes of 32 minutes of basketball. But Fort Mill won it 52 to 47. Again, it's like NASCAR. It ain't how you start. It's how you finish. And, and I remember well, I walked up to a Fort, or a, a Hillcrest fan after the game, and I said, somebody needs to call 911 because Fort Mill just stole that one uh, because that's that's really what it felt like to yeah. move into the championship game. Now, Catawba Ridge, on the other hand, easy peasy. their first game of the tournament was good news, bad news. They were playing without Brady Ambrose, who's right. in a walking boot, unfortunately. Oh, okay. And then in that game, they won it handily, right. but they lost Zion Hager – in the process, their leading score has 21 points a game, no longer on the floor for Brett Childers and the Copperheads. They were without him in day two against the Boiling Springs Bulldogs, who, again, one of the favorites going into the tournament. No Brady Ambrose, no Zion Hager, no problem. Catawba Ridge won by 30. You want to know how good basketball is in this town and in this area? The two best teams in the tournament from the upstate got boat raced by the two schools from the Milltown. I ain't bragging. Those are facts. So the championship game was an all-Milltown. So both teams had to travel an hour and a half to play a championship game, and they're three miles apart. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Should have yeah, just played it at NAFO. I loved some of the co- <laughs> some of the people were like, hey, can you not just bring the Chesney people to like NAFO and consider that a, quote, neutral site? Like, 
Why do we have to go there? Put some and black and gold banners up and you're it, good. It, there right. you go. and, and Why do we own your town? <laughs> <laughs> so we might not get invited back in 2023 if this keeps up. But uh, what a championship game it was. Um, it was a game that went back and forth. It was punch, counterpunch. Catawba Ridge led early 10-2 to in the first quarter. Fort Mill came back, took the lead on a on a last-second three-pointer by A.J. Washington, led 13-12. to Fort Mill led at halftime and then built the lead in the third quarter just to watch the Copperheads chip away and chip away. And the game went to overtime, and that's when the tide turned a little bit. Again, free throws back and forth. Uh, Top Ridge had one of their starters foul out of the game, right. but it didn't It didn't matter then either. They continued to play Catawba Ridge basketball, and for the second time in two weeks, Catawba Ridge hit a three at the buzzer to beat Fort Mill and break Yellow Jackets' hearts everywhere this time for the 2022 Chesney Basketball Classic. The first three a couple weeks ago, that was by Zion Hager. This one was by Tillman Chrisley, and it was his only points of the game. Yeah, he had only taken – one other shot up to that point and took a free throw and missed that. But, you know, that was it. I mean, he kind of came out of nowhere. And you were expecting a Grant Lovett or someone like that to take the shot. And My, my bet was on either Grant or Lance Barnes. Right. And But, you know, he had the ball. Time was running out. He had to do what he had to do, and he threw it up there. I mean, and granted, it wasn't – it was a good shot. It wasn't one of these heave-ho things, but he threw it up there and, and nothing but net. And that was it. I mean, like it was literally going through the net when the horn sounded. So there's nothing. Anybody, no, there's no time left. So and, and that was it. And and you you play the percentages. You try to do the best you can. But you have to tip your hat at the end of the day to the young people who actually go out there and execute these plays. And and it was a heck of a shot. And and, and all congratulations to him for sure. Uh, what a big time to get your first points of the game. But. Lance Barnes was a star in that tournament. Grant Lovett ended up getting MVP of the tournament. Right. Yeah. Um, Braylon McCain was all tournament for Fort Mill. I think if the Jackets would have held on to win, uh, Braylon he probably would have been he, MVP. He might have been the tournament MVP because yeah. he's starting to come into form. Will Stump had a good tournament. Gabe Tuper had a good tournament. AJ Washington and, and AJ had a good Washington yeah. had a good tournament for Fort Mill. So um, again, just the, the just awesome basketball in this town. Um, as if twice wasn't good enough, as soon as the calendar turns over to 2023, guess who plays each other again? You guessed it, Fort Mill at Catawba Ridge. I think that's January the 3rd. Something like that. Something oh, like Some that. First but week. But it's at the Ridge. Um, so here we go again. Um, by, by the way, that there is no streakier rivalry in this town other than maybe Nation Ford and Fort Mill football. Here's why I say that. Fort Mill won the first three contests between the two teams. Catawba Ridge has reeled off five straight sets. It doesn't get any streakier than that. And and I went back and looked. All eight games between Fort Mill and Catawba Ridge, only twice has there been a blowout. Every other game has been either four points or less. And that was probably when Catawba Ridge was real young. No. No? No. One of them, one of them was when Catawba Ridge was young. One right. was last year, but the blowout was Catawba Ridge beating Fort Mill. I think the final was 66-55, something like that. Um, but there there was another blowout in there. But but you see my point, scores like 41-37 and 49-46. And that's why, that's why Media Row down at Chesney High School, these folks are from 
uh, Inman. They're from Bowling Springs. They're from Greenville and Spartanburg counties. They're like got their hands on their head, looking up at me. I'm broadcasting from the second level, and they're looking at me like their head's about to explode, and I'm up there just whistling along like it's just no, no big Thursday. deal because it is. <laughs> you've seen this movie so many times before. And one of them, Justin Mathis, he's a buddy of mine, he sent me a text. He's like, how are you so calm? And I wrote him back, and I was like, because this is what I predicted. And it's not that I know anything. It's just I've been a part of this rivalry from the very beginning, and this is this is what this you is see status night quo. in and night, yeah. night This out. is what you should have expected. Um, and so um, not for the faint of heart, that's for sure. But, again, it, it's pretty impressive that one town can go – an hour and a half down the road and basically show out. Yeah, and, and the fact is, you know, both had great runs last year in the playoffs. And really, they, I mean, they lost some in regards to talent and everything to graduation. But this year is kind of shaping up to be the same thing. I mean, Fort Mill's coming around. They started off slow, one and three. Now they're five and five. They won, what, four straight? Something like that. So Yeah, so Fort Mill at one point was um, – like oh and three, it. then one and four, and then yeah. reeled off four straight. Go five and four. By the way, the last second shot by Zion Hager that was the last time Fort Mill had lost until Tillman Chrisley hit his three. The right. Jackets had reeled off four straight wins, but both losses at the hands of Catawba Ridge. So, but I, I take your point, which I believe is it's a Dwayne Hartso basketball team, and it's starting to look more and more like a Dwayne Hartso basketball team. With each right. passing week. And the funny thing is, I talked to Brett Childers after they beat Fort Mill in the finals, and he's like, he expected it to be that way, just kind of like I think both you and I did, is because Childers comes from Fort Mill, went over to Catawba Bridge when it opened. Him and Dwayne, him and Coach Hartsoe run similar styles. It's, it's kind of like mirror images. You know, there are little tweaks and differences here and there. But for the most part, it's it's kind of the same thing. And that's why I think that – from a defensive standpoint, these games are like low scoring because you look at what Catawba Ridge did earlier in the tournament. They put up, you know, 68, and then they put up like 70-something. All right. it, they weren't – no one was getting to 70 or 60 in that game chance. there. So Not a chance. It's a, it's a defensive battle when those two teams really play each other. So, it, And one thing that, that you notice is you know Fort Mill is going to play that suffocating – what they call 52 or that 2-3 zone defense. They did it the entire tournament, and it choked Hillcrest to death. Hillcrest was averaging about eight and a half three-pointers a game. They made four in the entire game, one in the second half. Fort Mill's really good at taking the other team out of their game plan. Conversely, Catawba Ridge, I don't think you'll find a more patient team on the offensive end of the floor. They would literally hold the basketball for 45 to 60 seconds just to get a clean look at the front of the rim. Well, that's part of the reason why these are low scoring because both teams are being patient, running their sets, taking good shots. And and it was a heck of a game. I mean, you, you can slice and dice it all you want, but, again, it's two basketball games without, you could say, two of their stars, right, without Hager and without Ambrose. But something that Coach Childers has said, and I think Coach Hartso has said it a couple of times, you don't really – they don't really have stars. They're right. really good basketball it's players a in a really good system. It's a system, yeah. Yeah. I mean, look at Lance Barnes. He's just a freshman. Oh, AJ, AJ Washington. Yeah. He's a freshman. These that 
just let that marinate for a second because they're gravitating towards the system, learning it, and the more they learn it, the better they're going to be. And it's just what is going on right now is just for bragging rights, and and Catawba Ridge got the trophy. But the big prize is when these two teams and all all three teams, including H4, get into region play. This is just getting them kind of gristled and thick-skinned and just ready to rumble when it's region play time. So Catawba Ridge, they their record improved. I think they're now nine and two. Nine and two, and then they the season and they've got a they're hosting their own tournament, girls and boys, uh, the Copperhead Classic, and that's coming up this week, the twenty eighth through the thirtieth. Um, I know uh, Fort Mill girls are in that as well. So, and Fort Mill girls are coming off, I guess, the Wilborn Classic in Rock Hill. So where they did pretty well there. I think they won two out of three games. So. Um, everything's kind of gearing up now to start region play once school gets back in session in January. And then from there, it's just, you know, pretty much people throwing haymakers to see who comes out on top. Yeah, Fort Mill Yellow Jackets, the boys varsity, they will be in a tournament at West Cabarrus 28th, 29th, and 30th of December. Uh, Catawba Ridge does have two losses on the season by a combined two points. Both to Nation Ford. Both to Keith Cook's beloved Nation Ford <laughs> Falcons. He's over here smiling and grinning, you Chester cat. Speaking of the Nation Ford Falcons, Keith, tell us what they had, what kind of week they had, boys and girls. Okay. Uh, thank you, guys. Good to see you, and uh, happy holidays to everybody. Um, what I also want to add about the three schools is that, as you were saying, they were being grizzled. Uh, for region play, I think that's just going to help them down the road. The, uh, I think that's going to make them a lot stronger in their respective regions. Uh, you may see Fort Mill and Nation Ford uh, do some damage in in Region Five. How do you, or region how, do you three. how do you deal with uncomfortable, very high pressure situations unless you've already been in them? And they have been. Yeah. And and most of them have been against each other, which is going to help out a lot. But going back to Nation Ford. The boys were off this past week. They returned to action on Wednesday in the West Cabarrus Holiday Classic with Fort Mill. They'll face Charlotte Independence in the first round Wednesday at 4 p.m. The JV and ninth grade boys played in the Yellow Jacket Classic this week. On Wednesday, the JV boys beat Catawba Ridge 28-27. Again, the, the Milltown schools beating each other up a little bit, but they're continuing their winning ways. The freshmen, however, lost to Catawba Ridge 38-32. On Thursday in the semifinals, or the second round, I guess, the JV lost to Rock Hill, and the freshman beat Lancaster. Also on Thursday, the JV team took third place with a 45-33 win over Fort Mill, and the freshman finished in sixth with a 51-46 loss to Indian Land. Uh, The girls had their rematch with Marvin Ridge at home on Tuesday night, fared a lot better than their first meeting when they lost 78-29 to Marvin Ridge. In this matchup, the girls lost 46-35, but they fought hard. The one difficulty was turnovers in the foul line. The Falcons missed their first eight free throw attempts in the first quarter before Camille Carriage hit two free throws in the second quarter to get the percentages up. All in all, their defensive pressure kept them in the game with many a fast break opportunity. They next play in the Carolina Invitational in Charleston on Thursday. They face off against Druid Hills from Atlanta at 245 at Cathedral Academy in North Charleston. Uh, the teams in that bracket, called the Battery Bracket, include Cathedral Cathedral Academy of North Charleston, Islands of Savannah, Savannah Country Day, Crescent of Iva, South Carolina, William Blunt of Maryville, Tennessee, 
and Berkeley that we all know from Charleston. <laughs> well, they're not actually from Charleston. Berkeley is from well, well Berkeley. Berkeley, the area. Uh, I mean, uh, yeah, it's, 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 Charleston. It's, you're, you're, close you're, enough. Your Berkeley, you're, it's kind of like saying, uh, "Yeah, I'm from Fort Mill ish area, but I actually live in Smyrna." I, you know, it's <laughs> you're not there, but you're kind of there. You're close to there. But when you mess with Berkeley, you, you mess with the whole get the horns soon. exactly. Exactly. So we'll see that. When you said the the battery portion of the tournament, I thought, does he mean the crime, or is this in reference no, not to the battery, battery. Of Charleston? Charleston. Now it makes the Charleston sense. battery. He's got to listen to these Charleston. The, the battery. I was like, okay, now it makes sense. I was like, wow. So is there a is there a battery bracket and an assault bracket? Or right. What, yeah. what are well, we doing the, here? The odd thing about and that. And the boys are playing in the homicide bracket. <laughs> <laughs> In the breaking and entering division. Right, right. Uh, Cathedral Academy is actually in North Charleston, so I don't know why they were called the battery bracket. They should be called the, I don't know, Darius Rucker bracket. I don't know. Darius Rucker Darius bracket. Rucker Since there's bracket. Darius Rucker he, way up oh, by the Coliseum. And the Wagon Hootie, Wheel Championship. The Hootie bracket. and his lovely family. They live in Mount Pleasant. I know. So. <laughs> the Hootie bracket. And he's down on the uh, blowfish bracket. The, we've got. Well, thank you. There, there you go. Yeah. yeah. You can't, I probably can't say that word anymore. Blowfish, who knows? It's the, it's a, it's literally a fish. Red it's on fish. the band Puffer list. Fish. Puffer, Puffer fish. There Puffer you go. Fish. Not only is he a good commentary, he's also a marine biologist. <laughs> he's well rounded. We well-rounded. do have our own island at Coastal. So he's done well with his education. Education. <laughs> there you right. go. Has he found a golf ball in the blowhole of a whale though, like George Costanza has? Claiming to be a marine biologist. Oh, see, for Seinfeld, the folks. mystery continues. There you go. Well, he is at Coastal that. Carolina. Yeah. He probably could find the answer for I'm it. Sure he probably knows that. where that golf ball is. <laughs> so really titleist? Sure. Oh, easy, so steady, titleist. steady. But best of seriously, best of luck to all those teams in those tournaments. It, it's again tough a lot sledding. Going on. Well, NAFO, the boys, they're playing in the same tournament as Fort Mill. Mill. Right. Fort Mill. It was they could also possibly see each other in the finals. And Some that would be, that. I, I would love to sit here and tell you, oh, the chances of that happening are slim to none. But, again, we've seen this movie before. If the final is Nation 4 versus Fort Mill, I'd be like, okay. Like, we didn't see that coming? Yeah, we kind of did. Um, <laughs> yeah. and, and and you have to like what Coach Brown is doing with the Falcons. You have to like what Coach Harso is doing with the Jackets. Both teams got off to a bit of a sluggish start, but starting to come around and play good brand of basketball. The ladies – same with them as well. Uh, speaking of good brands, uh, action on the mat has been pretty good. Um, I think all three high schools in the town in the sport of wrestling have uh, flexed their muscles, so to speak. Um, you don't normally hear the head coach of the Jackets, Chris Brock, uh, wax poetic about his team, especially on social media. But he did this week. Yeah, Fort Mill went 4-0. They improved to now... 16 and 1 overall on the season. Um, they went to the Union County duels and basically pulverized people. And the reason it's scary with them being 16 and 1 is they got like five starters missing. And they're that good with like, with, I don't say backup wrestlers and things like that, JV wrestlers, but it's pretty scary how good they are now. A head scratcher is for some reason they dropped from second to fifth in the 5A state polls. Even so, though they've won uh, ten in a row or something, so, like yeah. That. So it's polls, it's yeah, no, that's a head scratcher. But let me tell you how bad polls are. Tell you how bad polls are. We're we talking the about college, polls the College or? of Charleston Cougars are twelve and one. 
They're ranked number two in the mid-major poll behind St. Mary's. In the mid-major poll, number one, number three, and number four are in the AP Top 25. Guess who's not? The College of Charleston Cougars. Polls are worthless. Whether they're a sports poll, a political poll, a dancing poll, a light poll. Okay, easy now. You know, well, their only what? loss was to then number one ranked North, North Carolina. North Carolina. Yeah. <laughs> Who's not a That's not a bad loss. Uh, so, you see where I'm going with yeah. polls? They're yeah. not worth – The paper they're printed they're on. They're just not. It's it just – that's why they, they, they're they 16-1 and they lost three spots. What are we doing? Yeah, so anyway. There's, it's called an agenda. Sorry, I went on a rant there. But I, anytime people are like, oh, what did you think about the, the college football poll? Who cares? It's probably the same methodology of people that are meteorologists. They don't know. They're just putting stuff up on a screen. When I grow up, that's what I want to be, Grayson. Because yeah, they can't fire you. You well, can be exactly. wrong as many times you're, as you want. You're paid to look pretty on a – well, I wouldn't look pretty on a camera. But they would try to make up me enough to get me visibly okay. <laughs> right? a I have a face for radio. Just, all you got to say, it might, be, it might rain today. It might not. It's going to be cold. It could be warm. I'm not really sure. But you don't say I'm not really sure. You just look pretty and point to the screen, which is green, by the way. A lot of people don't know yeah, that. Right. It's a green screen. They're just pointing to a spot on the green screen. But Hoping they're right. But you get my point? Like, the meteorologist morning, Brad Panovich, going to be really cold today. No. Where'd you park your squad car, Captain Obvious? <laughs> like, boy, Barney. Hey, we might have to nip this one in the bud. <laughs> Do you see where they pulled off a um, sports guy? Of sports, because I did, and he was so. And they stuck him out in like a live shot, yes, to do weather, yes, because all the games and everything had been canceled, so there was no sports, yes. So they stuck him outside to do like a live shot in Iowa, in driving in a driving snowstorm, and he's just trying to be as Ebenezer Scrooge-ish about it Uh, as possible. He was on this morning. They talked to him, and he said. I'm cold, I'm miserable, I'm a sportscaster doing the weather, so I'm doing the best that I can. Kind of real snooty-like, right? So then they go and they do other news and whatever, and they come back to him, and they go, hey, and I can't remember the guy's name, and they go, hey, how's it going? He goes, I'm exactly the same as I was eight minutes ago when you asked before. (laughs) It's still snowing and I'm still cold. You remember the guy that was on Weather Channel that was uh, acting like the hurricane was blowing him over, and you see these two people walk behind him, and they're just walking normal. Exactly. Like, oh, but yeah, it's exactly. the grass that's the issue. <laughs> right. Let me tell you what. If you see Jim Cantori coming into your neighborhood, Leave. you need to move. If you see, well, that point, it's already too late. You're yeah, so right. late. <laughs> it's too late. But regarding going back to wrestling, um, putting trying to put this train back on the tracks. Good luck. Um, Clayton Rigel uh, is destroying people for Nation 4. He's literally destroying people. Um, he won the 220-pound weight class at the Elizabeth Berry Memorial Clash up in Mallard Creek High School. And that is one of these tournaments where they have different divisions. They have a JV division, a girls division, a varsity division. So there's a lot of wrestling, and there is a lot of teams. There was like 40 teams and so these are like huge tournaments, and he basically just did like he did in football, just pancaked people and just blew through them. Nothing they could do about yeah, it. Yeah, like so, um, <laughs> But, I mean, it came down to the point. And he's point, doing it at the 220, right? Yeah, he's wrestling at 220, and it came down to the point where, you know, Nation Ford finished um, 13th, Catawba Ridge finished 12th, but the only reason really that they finished below is because 
the number of people in their in their in the tournament that they had in the varsity level. So they both tied with the same number of points. They both had 94 points, but it's like a tiebreaker. You know, Catawba Ridge got an edge because they had nine wrestlers in the varsity division. Yeah, fewer versus, forfeits. Versus right. the well, eight and, four. And we had Mitch Latimus on the show last week. Or excuse me, Mitch Latimus. <laughs> I think he's changed names again. My, my man's going crazy on us. But he meant, made mention they're missing bullets in their gun as well, to be yeah. fair. Yeah, and, you know, they did well. You know, Mitchell placed uh, several Catawba Ridge People placed Tony Atkins was fifth. Alex Till was fifth. Jackson Roselle was um, eighth. So both teams did well in a very tough tournament. Uh, Cameron Fry was eighth for um, NAFO. Uh, Danny Gilsdorf was fourth for NAFO. So, and in the girls' division, NAFO also had a girl place fourth. And I'm sorry, this is where it goes back to Grayson and and proper pronunciation of nouns and uh, names and things like that, and I'm about to butcher this poor girl's name, and I apologize. Avneet. I'm not going to be able to be any better. But I, I, I'm glad that you're taking this on because I looked me, at it today and thought, yeah. I'm going to leave that to Mac. Okay, so it's two E's. Avneet. Avneet. K-A-U-R. Core. Care. Core. Cower. I so, think two E's is net. So, uh, wait a minute. Point, Avnet. What are you? What are you? Avnet. Core. So anyway, long story short, whoever she uh, is, great Ab- job. Ab- Fourth Ab- place. Ab- awesome. Cower would Cower. be my guess. Oh, okay, see? Abneet Cower. See, you leave it with three broadcasters and some dumb sports writer in a room. This is what you get. Four different pronunciations. Well, sort of like that thing, right? <laughs> name, How many broadcasters does it take to screw in a light bulb? Well, she'll one, be on the show next week to tell us your actual play name. Play-by-play action. <laughs> The other one to turn the chair while you're twisting it in. Yeah. So, oh, anyway. ladies and gentlemen, as he twists in that bulb, look at that. That's just hooking in there right where it's supposed to be. I tell you what, Tommy, he's really putting a lot of force on in that bulb. <laughs> we can make anything sound good, can't we? We can. I don't, I don't know. That was just awful. I don't even know where that came from. <laughs> and the bulb screwed and screwed and screwed and it's in and it's lit up, ladies and gentlemen. He's done it. <laughs> All right. Anyway, congratulations to her. So yes, for, congratulations. Yeah, this train job. has yes, officially she, derailed. It has, so it has. But the point is, the is point that is the sport of wrestling, despite what the polls may tell you, right, is just getting started. Fort right. Mill's going to get these wrestlers back. The Falcons are going to get these wrestlers back, and that's not taking anything away from the Catabarish Copperheads, who again, yeah. new coach, right? Yeah, but new still coach. with a winning record still despite winning the rough record. start. Mm-hmm. So. And they they go to Broome this week, Catawba Ridge, to uh, participate in the Broome Duels. Um, Fort Mill is going down to May River to per- participate in a individual tournament, and NAFO is taking the week off. So good for them because they need the well, break. Well, tell and the, the folks rest. where May River is. Uh, oh, we did this during football. You we? you go to uh, you go south and turn left, and you go to there. Bluffton and keep going, right? Yeah, I mean it's like <laughs> you, you go, low country area. You you. you you think you're in Charleston, you're almost there. Yeah. Nah. So you got hour and a half. If you hit water, you went too far. <laughs> Turn back around. If you see the sign that says, we're glad Georgia's on your mind, you're you went too far. too far. You're, you're close. Savannah, sorry. You're really close. <laughs> but, yeah, so there's that. There's your wrestling recap. And congratulations to all those teams, and also good luck to them moving forward. Um, really, it's turned into expectations. I expect great things. From all three high schools, um, obviously Fort Mill and Nation Four both are in 5A Region Three, Top Ridge in Region Three, 4A, and 
th- those regions are not cupcakes and lightweights when it comes to wrestling either. Uh, you look at the teams that are in Region 3-4A, you've got a South Point in there. They're, mm-hmm. they're a very proud program. On and on it goes. Region 3-5A, you've got Blythewood, you've got Spring Valley, you've got Clover in there. Clover had a youngster last year that was just a one runaway freight train. I'm trying to remember his name. Um, You're looking at me and I, it, my it, memory's I, not there I, anyway. He was, yeah. His name got called 15 times in one day. He was just a monster. And that'll be Clayton during region That'll play, be probably. Clayton Rigel during. Yeah. yeah, it's it's. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if people looked at him across the mat and went, you know, I'm good. <laughs> I forfeit. I'm good. <laughs> I'm going to keep this limb. Thanks for asking. Raise uh, his hand. We're good. Right, right. Exactly. Right, yeah, exactly. I don't even want to put the little green or red thing around my <laughs> – just call it done. I get the little green or red thing. <laughs> you mean an ankle band? Hello, well, Coach. Do we need batting gloves? Using technical terms. Green and red. Green hey, and red band. Do we need batting gloves for this uh, football here? This is here? why you don't ask us what people's names are. We can't even use the right terms when we're talking about pieces of Velcro for crying out loud. So, Keith, you look like you have something to say. No. I, 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 um, when we do our last thoughts, I'll do that then. Okay. I think we might we, want to wrap this up. We might be up, on that way out. Uh, do you have anything to add here, Mac? Uh, no, I have no thoughts, which my wife would tell you is a normal occurrence. Or else, sounds like Forrest Gump. Doesn't he? That's all I have to say. About That's all that. I have to say about that. Thank you, Mr. Grayson Bray. I think I'm good. If we want to touch one more time on the pronunciation and names, the one thing I will say is good in high school is the access to the players and to the players' parents. You can literally turn around at a basketball gym and probably find a parent, and if you're getting their name wrong, they'll tell you oh, for yeah. sure. Oh, we've been so, through that. And, or, here's, and here's the yeah. misnomer on that real quick. People think that, that folks like us get offended by that. We do not. Mm-mm, we not do all. not. We do not get upset. I want to know. If we say your, your kid's name wrong and you tell us the right way, that is not offensive in any way, shape, or form. We are thankful it. for that mm-hmm. because, like Grayson said, we want it to be correct. I'll give you a perfect example of that. Fort Mill played a team um, a couple weeks ago. It was a girls' team. I'm trying to remember where it was River Bluff. And they had, had a young lady on the team. Her name is Shantae Tifray. And the only reason I knew how to pronounce the name properly is because I have studied – native history because i have native blood in me and this young lady is of that descent i knew how to pronounce it because of that research that's the only reason i got it right but the mom was so happy that somebody was actually taking the time to say their that her young daughter's name right it just made her day regardless of what happened in the game people don't realize it's just a little thing but it means a ton to those moms and dads and grandma and grandpas. Mm-hmm. If we're saying it wrong, for goodness sakes, be like Mrs. Latimus, get up off your chair, and come on down. That's why I said it that way, right? <laughs> yep. That was a I know. Red. There you yep. go. Let us know. That's that's how we learn. We we take guesses at it, but we get it wrong all the time. Mm-hmm. But, but, sure. but, Grayson, you make a good point. And, again, thanks for coming in, my man. We wish you nothing but the best, all the success in the world. We know you will be just a matter of who's fortunate enough to get their claws on you thank you so much that means that means the world so thank you absolutely casey your wrapping thoughts yes all right my this last ought to thoughts be good. um has to go back to my get off my lawn my lovely nation no and it doesn't have to deal with my facebook jail sentence either but uh nation ford's male and female athletes of the week are as follows 
Nick Chuddy, a baseballer, which I'm sure we will have. Oh, he balled in, out. In, in, at some point, he won the male award with his 21-point performance last week against Catawba Ridge. And for females, it was basketballer Aubrey Barney, who averaged four steals a game this season. And she's always being matched with the opponent's best offensive player. So congratulations to these two players of the week. And by the way, Nick Chuddy has committed to play baseball at Montreat on Thursday. Congratulations to him for that. How as about well. that? Congratulations, congratulations. Nick. Nick. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, one, of, I, I, I would argue one of the maybe forgotten names on that Nation 4 team because everybody knows about J.J., they know about Caden, yep. uh, they know about Turner, but there's Nick. Yeah, and, and I've watched him play in a few games. I'm gonna tell you something. Boy can he, shoot. I'm, can I'm play. gonna tell you right now. I think he leads the team in floor burns. He he, might. He's that kind of player, and I think every successful team has to have that kind of guy or girl on their team that's gonna stick their nose in there for loose balls, yep. do the dirty work, take the charges, clean up the glass. Nick Chuddy's that guy. He is for the Nation Forward Falcons. So that's. This episode of Mouthy Miltoners for this week, and uh, we want to wish everybody a Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, wherever you may be. It's obvious, obviously cold as all get out, so please, please be safe wherever you may be, and we wish you nothing but the best. Again, if you want to be on the show, reach out to any of us. We're easy to get in touch with. We're all over social media. If you want to leave us a, uh, a review, you're more than welcome to do that on the Apple Podcast platform. We're out there as well. And if you have any questions or concerns, uh, you can certainly let us know. If you have any hints, threats, or allegations, please send all of those to at MacBanksFM on Twitter or MacBanks on uh, Facebook. Yeah, I'm sure my wife will appreciate that. Thank you very much. You're welcome. <laughs> I, you hear that bus? Yeah, it just hit me. There you go. <laughs> there it is. Somebody get a license plate. But that's our edition for this week. We will see you crazy kids next week for another edition of Mouthy Milltowners. Until then. So long, everybody.